Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And oh god, has it been another year? What the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And not only has it been another year, Rem, it's been a total of four years. We we started this podcast February of, of 2018, and we we have been... Very consistent, like, with very rare gaps. Yeah, no, and even if we have a gap, we usually try to at least throw something out into the win. Like, whether it's the occasional Dylan episode or uh, the occasional compilation, we we try our best. And I feel like that's I, pretty good, considering. I have dedicated so much of my <laughs> life to Eevee bullshit. Hey, not as much as me, though. Well, thank God. Uh, I, oh my God, I can't even. Yeah, you'd, you'd oh. need another decade when you to said catch that, up. Wait, when you said that, for a brief moment, I tried to imagine what that would be like for me. Yep. And I, w- I was filled with the truest terror and panic. <laughs> I would not be able to cope. Yeah, like even in just the past four years, Rhyme, I'm sure I consumed at least four times as much anime as you have. And already, I would say that I've consumed far too much anime. (laughs) But here we are, four years. Not many people can say they have committed to a project for one year, let alone four. Uh, And And very thankfully, like, as a podcast, we've gotten very lucky with with a really great community that supports us and we adore and we're, we're so pleased. Like, we have gotten far more results than we ever imagined when starting out. And we're, we're wildly grateful for that. Yeah, no, like, imaginably so. Like, it is, it cannot be overemphasized how grateful both myself, Remington, and Dylan are for everybody who has supported us all this time. Uh, because, y'all, this is an important project for me. I don't know how important it is for you, Rem, but it's important for me. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Rem. Way to sugarcoat it. <laughs> it. It is important in the sense that I enjoy bantering with friends, having a project with two very close friends of mine, fostering a really fantastic community who I appreciate and often makes me laugh and and uh, and, and makes me smile a lot of the time, even through the death threats. Um, there is just the very big asterisk of... All the anime related And Rem, one thing I will point out is four years, uh, this is the most commitment I've ever had uh, in any kind of relationship. So, you know, thank you, buddy. Thank you for uh, essentially being the closest thing I've had to a long-term relationship. Uh, (laughs) It's it's what I'm here for, Sean. Uh, Uh, Meanwhile, to, to get us on track, you know, past the sentimental garbage. Yes. Sean. Three of the past four episodes that we have done have, um, they, they've, they've hurt me. Yes. Deeply. Yes. Um, and, and then the one out of four that didn't 
I enjoyed it, but it still probably hurt me psychologically in some way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no one is ever the same after Pop Team Epic. Let's be real. So it it's been a bit of a rough month. If I'm like the past four weeks have been rough. I'm really hoping <laughs> that we can change course. To be fair, though, Rem, the la- last week was kind of your own fault. I, I disagree. I was set up. You, uh, I, Rem, I could have not laid out a bigger trap. <laughs> nonetheless, Sean, I'm emotionally fragile right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm vulnerable. Um, and, and sure, while it would be a great time to send me into the abyss because, oh man, am I primed for it. Uh, maybe we just don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think I would celebrate four years of doing this podcast by truly and utterly destroying you emotionally and physically? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that would track. <laughs> well, I mean, what did we do last year for our anniversary? It can't have been that bad. Genuinely cannot remember. Oh, I see. <laughs> Fantastic. Genuinely, no idea. Uh, that's okay, Rem, because I don't think I do either. Um, I can <laughs> Wait, probably check, let... check real quick. One second. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking. Fuck you. Uh, uh, oh, was it? Oh, it might. It... it was either Wonder Egg Priority or The Promised Neverland Revisit. I, I want to say it was The Promised Neverland. I think it was The Promised Neverland, actually. I, I think that feels right to me. Because if I don't think I would have spent our anniversary on Wonder Egg, even though at the time I was very hopeful for it. Um... Meanwhile, the the year before that, um, year before that, and it's difficult because I, I, we're, we're just looking at the general time frame. It doesn't happen on the anniversary. Yep. Uh, year before that, it was either High School DXD or Sword Art Online Abridged, which either way, Sword Art Online Abridged, like, I, it Sword was Online, better. You enjoyed but, Sword Art Online Abridged. Yeah, but it's still, like, it's still. It scared you. Haha, it Sword Art you. Online. Yeah. Uh, and then. Oh, yeah, and then, and then before it was... Well, I mean, okay, then the, our first ever anniversary. Yep. It, it's sort of a two-part on that one. Yep. Um, but both really good anime. Cory in the house and plays further than the universe. So actually, we actually have a pretty solid track record of anniversary episodes. Yeah, because believe it or not, Rem, I want to keep doing this project with you, so I've got to keep throwing you bones every <laughs> once in a while. Ba- basically, Sean knows that around the anniversary is the time where I'm more likely to think about like, ah, oh, shit, I've been doing this a while. How long? How long <laughs> should I be doing this? And he's like, oh, look, sometimes it's pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Because, Rem, you have some serious commitment issues, as we've learned, uh, over our near decade of friendship. Um, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? All right, so what what, what are we doing? Uh, so, Rem, actually, uh, what we're doing this week kind of plays into last week a little bit. Uh, oh, in a good way, in a good way. I'm being genuine this time. Uh, because uh, wh- uh, while I was coming through emails about uh, Your Lie in April, I came across a lot of the same uh, type of message. Uh, yeah. a lot of them were like, okay, either I disagree with you on your lie in April and you should go die in a, the fiery pits of hell, uh, which yep, was yep. nice. Uh, you know, it's, it's nice that people are trying to get a little eloquent with their death threats. Uh, oh yeah. Like, uh, usually it's, it's just pretty crude and straightforward, but some, sometimes they do, they get really into it. Yeah, no. And like with minimal swearing, which is the really impressive one, uh, oh, yeah. but, uh, the majority of them were all like, yeah, you know what? Your thoughts and views on my, your line April made a lot of sense to me. So here is a suggestion. And I thought to myself, you know what? It has been a long time coming. 
And it also plays well into our anniversary as uh, today, Remington, we're going to be covering another Shaft anime, which it's been a while. And Shaft is not to be confused yep. with, I don't know, like tilt or something. <laughs> well, no, Shaft is the one with the head tilts. Sha- Shaft is the one with the head tilts. And then there's another one that I always confuse for Shaft. Yes. Even though, like, when you first started confusing it for Shaft, we had only ever done one Shaft show. (laughs) Uh, But for frame of reference, uh, Remington Shaft is uh, the people who made uh, Madoka Magica. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, hey, all right, all right. Right? Uh, We haven't covered a whole lot of Shaft productions uh, because there's one massive Shaft property that people have been wanting me to do for ages, but I... It's it's hard to approach, let's just say. A massive shaft, you say? Massive shaft. Massive shaft. Uh, absolutely huge. Uh, also in context with the show, weirdly. Uh, and since oh, then... God. <laughs> and uh, since then, we haven't really uh, done many shaft productions. And I figured, hey, you know, one of the first anime I ever showed you was a shaft production, so maybe, maybe it's time to return to the studio. Uh, with that in mind, uh, this anime is... It's another type of slice of life drama, but not as heavily focused on romance elements. It's genuinely focused on the characters and like uh, individual uh, issues and perspectives and thoughts. So you don't have a very bad shoehorned romance plot throughout the majority of the series. That that that's good. All right. Uh, but people constantly compare uh, this series to Your Lie in April, and. Mm. While that might be scary at first, uh, there are a few reasons for it. Uh, The main character uh, has experienced trauma in his past, of course, uh, and is having a bit of a rough time. Uh, He's kind of a bit of a prodigy. prodigy. Uh, Not in piano, though. Um, And uh, he's uh, just trying to go through his own life and uh, cope with uh, his uh, crippling loneliness and uh, other mental issues. Which, you know, there's there's, uh, similar there. But... Rem, do you want to know the real main reason people compare this anime to Your Lie in April? Uh, why? Uh, because, well, the name of this anime is simply called, uh, Sangatsu no Lion. Oh, okay. Or... It's the one... March comes in like a lion. (laughs) All right. I know nothing about it, but yeah, okay. So it's just like, haha, spring months. Exactly. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> that's the big right. that's one of the biggest comparison points that I can find. That and of course you, you have know, you have you have lie in April, but you have lion in March. Ah, it is funny joke, you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> gonna... Alright. Um in the final episode, just theoretically, not yeah, okay, making yep. any comparisons. Is there going to be a lion revealed in the final episode that makes everything worse? No. Cool. All right. Awesome. And Remy uh, and and Dylan, you do not have to censor that this time. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be any lions? Uh, metaphorical lions primarily. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, that is one of the biggest comparison points, but also because you know it's softly animated. There's a decent soundtrack. It's got. A main character who has deep-seated trauma and crippling mental issues. You know, it's the kind of, that kind of thing. Uh, except, you know, the world doesn't fucking revolve around him as much. Good, good. All right, so what, what do I need to know about this show before we jump into it? Okay, so uh, the show is about our main character, uh, Rei Kiriyama. And uh, he 
is a uh, professional uh, shogi player. Uh, what do you know about shogi, Rem? Have I heard this before? Shogi? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like Go but not? Is it that one? No. No, no. Because uh, there is one There's one like that, mm-hmm. Bo. Um, yeah, I got no idea. Okay, so shogi is uh, essentially Japanese chess. Uh, I feel like it still might be what I was thinking of. It's very possible. But I was just... But I was just thinking of it in wrong terms. Okay, so the only anime I can think... Is it... Wait, wait. I I know that there's... Is it the one where there's a famous slash infamous anime about this where, like, ghosts or something? (laughs) Where, like, ghosts or something. I feel there's, like, an infamous shogi ghost anime. Uh Uh-huh. I I googled it, right? Okay. Because I was like, I've... I I saw someone making fun of this ages ago. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay. No, it's it's not actually Shogi. It's about Go, which is why I thought this. Is Hikaru it fucking no Hikaru no Go? Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said Go in the first place. Is that, that was, all right. No. I see. I see where my wires got crossed. Yep. I see where everything happened. Where everything went wrong. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Rem Shogi is essentially the Japanese version of chess. And the way you would recognize it is, do you remember uh, uh, the uh, Master of Killing Time short anime we did? I, oh, and they had the elaborate sketch where, I, like, he, he was playing, but then he made up his own rules and he just went crazy with it. And it was fucking fantastic. Yes, uh, because it, Shogi is a traditional uh, war style um, uh, chess like board game. And it has a lot of similar rules as well. And All right, so so he's a professional at it? Yep, he's a professional at it at a very young age, at uh, 17, actually. And it turns out that actually his his mother pushed him into it, and she was horrendously abusive. Now she's dead. Um... <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, oh, but you should see the way he plays. Oh, he! everybody <laughs> around him wants to see him play Shogi. <laughs> And they come from miles around, and they all got into shogi because once when he was five, he beat a grandmaster shogi player. And since then, oh, shogi is all that matters. Oh, fuck. Uh, I will say there is one character who considers himself his rival, and uh, the main character gives no shits about it. That's fine. That that, that can be done well. Yeah, no. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so it's a... It's a pretty traditional uh, board game, and it is used as, like, a metaphor motif in loads of anime. And there are a few anime that focus on it, Uh, this one in particular. And uh, there is actually an infamous shogi anime that I don't think we'll ever cover unless we get enough requests for it. But even if we did, I hesitate to do it because it's essentially... Is it it sexy shogi? (sighs) In the worst possible way, Rem. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, it's... um, I would call it as Lolly Collection Shogi. Which what the fuck? Don't worry about it. We're never going to cover what it. The fuck? It's fine. It's just an awful thing that somebody thought was a good idea. And clearly nobody stopped them. Don't worry about it. We're talking about March Comes In Like a Lion, which is way, way, way more interesting. Um, but at any rate, uh, he is a very well-known and regarded Shogi player considering his age. Uh problem is is he is still a teenager and guess what teenagers do not do well when they are dealt in an incredibly high amount of pressure especially when your entire livelihood depends on whether or not you can play shogi well um okay yeah yeah 
And uh, he spent a good chunk of his life being pressured by his adoptive family and uh, the shogi community as a whole, and essentially decides to move out and live on his own uh, at 17 years old, uh, living off of his shogi funds, essentially. Uh, which, of course... That's a real risky move. If, if he was smart, then what he would do at that age is become an esports player. <laughs> an e-shogi player? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, actual shogi? No, that's not going to get you far. Streaming shogi on Twitch? Perhaps as a VTuber? There you go, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if Twitch does have a shogi section. Surely they must. I know they have a chess section. Uh, but... And... Yes, they do. <laughs> okay, perfect. Glad, I'm glad. Uh... There, There's only one person live on it right now, uh-huh. and it is Shogi Explained. Oh, fantastic. Go give them a watch if you're interested in shogi. <laughs> Gotta boost the small members of the community. Uh, but at any rate, um, uh, since he's been wallowing around in his uh, own like self-loathing, as teenagers are prone to do, he does uh, actually meet uh, a, uh, a a small family of sisters who own a uh, small shop, and uh, essentially their their goal is to try and help cure uh ray of his loneliness like his massive massive loneliness like they take a liking to him and he takes a liking to them and it's uh just a little slice of life show about uh them trying to help out him deal with all of his mental issues and hang-ups while you know still trying to play a bit of shogi here and there that i mean that sounds lovely sounds like it has quite a lot of potential yeah and guess what to make it even better for you rim there are adorable cats i'm all in on the adorable cats all right, so you've done a good job of selling me, but I do have, like, one final question. It's actually a rules clarification yes, of yes, yes. Uh, shogi. Yes, of course. And I am a shogi expert, so I can uh, clarify anything you need to know. Perfect, perfect. Um, In shogi, uh, when do I play Exodia? <laughs> Obviously, Rem, when you get all five pieces in your hand. Okay, just need to clarify. Cool, yeah, cool. No. <laughs> it's also how I've won ma- Mahjong. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, no, it's important. <laughs> Like, it, it is the universal rule in most uh, Eastern-style board games. Playing Mahjong, someone's like, oh, y'all are fucked. I'm about to get 13 orphans. And I'm like, I just drew the fifth Exodia, bitch. That doesn't even matter. There are orphans in Mahjong? <laughs> there, there, that, that is genuine terminology I just pulled out there. Uh, I... Do not do not take that terminology to mean I have any proper understanding of it. Look, uh, let me put it this way, Rem. I watched a uh, a Mahjong anime once. I watched, like, the first season of it. By the end of it, I still don't understand what the fuck is going on with Mahjong. I, I actually, I in this tr- I have an entire Mahjong set. It's like really high quality, and I've never done any. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so with that in mind, Rem, I think that's about all we need to cover. And I am way more confident in this show than uh, I would be for something like Your Lie in April. Uh, so I think only five episodes is all we need to watch to get a good feel for it. And if you think if you say positive things about it, maybe we'll do a revisit where we try and finish the first season. Perfect. All right, let's do this. All right, so without further ado, let's go watch some Sangatsu no Lion. A massive shaft, you say? I am actually caught up in the Black Clover manga. None of the characters I give a rat's ass about. <laughs> wow, what a creepy, overbearing, chubby fuck. I love some cute cats and trauma in my anime. <laughs> there we go. This one has all of it, and it works quite 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the hit 2016 anime Sangatsu no Lion, or March Comes In Like a Lion. And it is, honestly, Remington, uh, I remembered which anime studio you keep uh, confusing the, uh, the two with. Uh, every oh, yeah. time I mention Madhouse, you think it's Shaft. Oh, there we go. That's it. That's and it. here's the thing, Rem. I've looked back through our lexicon. Uh, you and I have never covered a Shaft anime since Madoka Magica. Yes, yes, that is correct. That, that it, we, so we've covered the fact quite, that you... <laughs> And every time we do Madhouse, and I'm like, and that one's not Shaft. And you're like, yeah, and we've only ever covered one Shaft. Uh, now we've covered two. So there we go. It'll double exactly. the confusion. So you have more reason to get confused, but at the same time, you really don't, because <laughs> it's got to be said, Rem, uh, this anime and anime like Madoka are very different stylistically to a lot of ones we've covered. And the question is, Rem, do you think uh, that is a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, well, you know, let, let's jump into it. So episode one, we opened with some vague trauma dream uh, where, where our main character is, is being mocked by a girl. That's sort of all we see there. Um, In there. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, our, well, all right. This is one of those shows that yep. very often uses first and last names, and so I don't know what to call the characters most of the time. Okay. What 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 should I call the main character? Uh, well, his name is Ray Kiriyama. So if you want to call him Ray, you can. Or if you I'll just go Ray. Call Kir- yep. Ray is yep. much easier. So Ray, yeah. uh, he's he's on his way to play a, a shogi game. He he takes the subway. He he imag- he has some suicidal ideation going on. Um, but he plays the shogi game that's versus this old man slash father figure. Uh, and we later learn that this is his uh adopted uh, adoptive father, right? Um, and the 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 man is like, oh, you know, Ray, your your siblings really miss you. And Ray has like memories of abandonment and shit like that and he's like i don't know about that but he wins uh so that's what matters because it doesn't matter if you're an orphan if you're a winner uh that's orphans i think just that's be the moral. amazing at something and kick adults asses and then you'll be fine don't worry about like the stress of abandonment or depressive episodes those don't matter as long as you win charlie sheen was an orphan none of us talked about that we talked about how he was a winner Oh, God, that's a... Re- Jesus. When was the last time Charlie Sheen was in the pop culture eye? Because I feel like... I feel like that's, like, uh, early 2010 to, like, late 2015 uh, era of uh, reference that I don't feel like has come up in, like, half a decade. It's it's evergreen, Sean. It's evergreen content. <laughs> Highly topical. The topicalness uh, of Charlie Sheen. I'm glad uh, that we were able to cover it. So, so uh, Ray Ray wins, and they part ways. Then uh, Ray got an invite to eat some curry uh, with some girls and some cats. It's essentially there's just these sisters, and you have uh, Akari is the eldest sister, who's sort of a, a motherly figure. Hina is uh, in middle school, and and she's figuring stuff out. And Momo, she's just Young, cute, and adorable. Uh, she she is fantastic. So are the cats. The cats are adorable, and I love them. I promised you cute cats, Rem. It they're really cute cats. Uh, essentially, uh, what what this show this show provides cuter cat moments than uh than the cat roommate 
anime we watched not too long ago. And, and that and one it, was about cats. Yeah, and it provides much more uh, humanity than Your Lie in April. So, you know, it, it's taking two not great things that we've covered lately, and it, it does them better in a lot of ways. It's almost like I planned it that way. Uh, so, uh, adorable cats, there's a really wholesome environment, you know? Um, especially because up till now, the first half of episode one, it's relatively solemn and isolated. There's not a whole lot going on, right? Um, nothing to really latch on to. And the things that are there aren't, aren't positive. They aren't, they aren't happy, right? Uh, but as soon as he gets into the house with, with the sisters, it's like silly and upbeat and stylistically, the show just becomes a lot more lively, right? Which is very fitting. Um, there's also one bit that I, for a moment, I was like, is this show gonna take a very different turn? And I still don't know the relevance of this, slash maybe I know the relevance, but if I know the relevance, then it's a weird bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because while he's there eating curry, the news talks about how uh, like a father was found murdered by their son, and Ray yep. <laughs> is like, "Oh fuck!" And he like tenses up really hard. And there's a flashback to him like sort of stalking his adoptive father or something. <laughs> and I don't know if that's. <laughs> it was a very weird moment, and I still I don't I don't understand it really. Um, well, that. That's a common trend with Shaft is they they love to put a lot of things in in, in the environment that may or may not have relevance. Uh, you could just view that as um, hey, Ray's got some real uh, parental issues and uh, yeah, because like easily that... affected by outside uh, influences like that. Yeah, I'm like that. Could, that's one interpretation, but like, and I think that might be the right one. Mm-hmm. But if it's the right one, it's like the worst one because it's. That moment is trying to convince you that Ray <laughs> killed his dad. And I, I, it's very weird because that is not touched on ever again. Um, so well, I'm Ray, like, we, I, you've only seen five episodes, and we have, I guess. Uh, and it's a it's a two season show uh, of about forty to fifty episodes. So like, you got you got time. I guess you. It it was weird. And don't get me wrong, I am not against. <laughs> introducing murder and mystery into this show it would be weird but i i i, I hey man i'd be a fan <laughs> um i just don't fully understand what they're doing <laughs> but that's fine that's fine shaft is weird that's that that's how i'm going to summarize it for right now all right will will you tell me whether or not he kills his dad of course, I wouldn't tell you that. Rem. All right, cool, awesome. Uh, so, so I'm not gonna. If it if it if it does be the case, then why would I tell you that? And if it wasn't, why would I disappoint you in advance? <laughs> so true, so true. So, uh, Ray ends up sleeping at the sister's place, um, and he wakes up to a, an owl cat. Is that? I mean, it is not quite owl, not quite cat. <laughs> I mean, again, Rem, it's all up to interpretation. All right, cool. About it. Like, so you know, you just there's, gotta... a, there, there's just a owl cat. Uh, Ray decides to go to school uh, where it's being glass. There's a weird scene with a teacher that felt like it was going to be, like the teacher might be more important than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the only time we see them where it's like, hey, teacher spending 
their lunch with Ray on the roof and is like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then the teacher gets jealous of how much money Ray is making and just fucks off. Um, weird scene overall. Don't know why that was there. Uh, anyway, eventually Ray finds his way, uh, his way home and he's expecting some, like, tournament information or something in the mail. Oh, but there's nothing in there. And then a chubby kid is like, are you looking for this? And he pulls out the mail. And that's how we end the episode. Weird first episode. Yeah. I Welcome don't, to Shaft. <laughs> I don't think that by watching the first episode, most people would be able to get a good grip on the show, right? Because I certainly wasn't able to. I, after the first episode, I had no idea what it was going for. Like, there was some good shit. Yeah. But I didn't know what the good shit was all for. I didn't know where it was directed, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, not a bad first episode, but definitely a weird first episode. Yep. Once again, man, like, I, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. Shaft loves their artsy, weird, uh, directorial framing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of artsy, like, their, their opening is, like, the visuals, it's straight up just a, a Kingdom Hearts cutscene. (laughs) <laughs> like not even just the cutscene. It's it's like it's like one of those. It, it's like the uh, any opening to a Kingdom Hearts game where just like a bunch of crazy shit happens, and you're like, it, "What the fuck? What, what what did any of that mean?" And then by the end, you might like rewatch it, and you're still like, "I still don't know what any of that was supposed to mean." For the most part, uh, it, it like the, the opening is very much like that, where he's floating in water in the darkness dark tendrils trying to reach him and there's just a lot of shit like that it's a it's a weird show so far shaft loves their art house shit my man all right so uh episode two we get some info on this this uh chubby guy he's apparently rival slash fan slash best friend to ray uh you know at least that those are all the things he wants to be (laughs) yes (laughs) uh and let's make a contrast with your lion april for a moment your lion april uh you you have the rivals who are like you once beat me when i was 10 years old and ever since i haven't gotten it out of my head and therefore i must keep playing i must defeat you and it's like wow what what a what an amazing motivation and a really well-built character right that's what they're going for here uh this is the exact same character type right where it's Mm -hmm. you beat me when i was 10 and i'm not over it but the show plays it off like buddy you should really be over it by now you should (laughs) not be this obsessed over this like the show is very aware that that is a weird thing uh, and thank God for that, because the number of times that happened in Your Lie in April and Your Lie in April was just like, yeah, no, that's that's how it goes. Th- this show does the exact same thing, but it's like, whoa, that's buddy, that's a little bit intense, don't you think? Yeah, but it's also it's also like a top layer of him genuinely wanting to be friends with it, this fella, as yeah, opposed well, to just like, I hate you, you beat me, and you no, I'm 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 gonna say it right now, um, yeah. especially after like what we see in episode three. Uh, the chubby kid, uh, Harunobu, uh, he is, I think, in five episodes, he's a better character than possibly any character in your life, April. (laughs) (laughs) I'm genuinely, like, I'm trying to think of a character in your life, April, and and be prepared. I'm going to continue making these comparisons. Oh, Uh, yeah, no, it's not like I had that set up at the beginning of the, uh, of the series. (laughs) For but I'm, I'm trying to think. Reasons. I'm trying to think of any character in your line, April, that it has more depth 
than Harunobu, good old chubby, chubby rival. But I can't. Like, and you guys will, I will eventually, like, explain more about Harunobu. But yeah, that's just, I think I stand by that statement. Oh, no, I'm with you 100%. Oh, uh, which is crazy. Because <laughs> once again, I've only seen five episodes of this show. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't focus on, like, crazy melodrama by any means. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I think in Chubby Rival better than any character in your line, April. Um, if you have disagreements, uh, then, uh, address my points, cowards. Don't just say <laughs> I'm wrong. All right. So, uh, apparently Harunobu, his butler is away on an 80 day round the world vacation. So, uh, Harunobu comes over, they play Shogi, uh, together, uh, much to raise chagrin. Uh, then we meet another character. Uh, the next day, because it's getting ready for a match, and Ray has a match versus, uh, I can't remember his name at all. <laughs> um, oh, Issa, Issa. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, okay, I, I just thought of Jar Jar Binks, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not the most incorrect comparison. So Issa, uh, he is very bombastic, very big, very aggressive, uh, but I'll, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve at all times. Right. So it's not like he's uh, just angry. He just has all of the emotions all of the time. Yeah. A uh, very high energy fella, Isa is. And uh, Isa versus Ray, they they compete against each other. We also get introduced to Smith, who is uh, a general friend of Isa's and sort of Ray's. And uh, Ray, Ray easily beats Isa, uh, which uh, it's for like this televised tournament thing. And Issa's disappointed because he wanted his dying grandpa to see him. <laughs> Which, uh, like, oh, yeah, that's sad. But, you know, what'll cheer him up? All right, hey, Ray's going to treat you. Uh, and Ray's like, I am? And it's like, yeah, damn right. Uh, so <laughs> they Let's exploit this kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So they get drinks and food. And Akari is the, the hostess there um, in Japanese style where they just join you for the meal and stuff and are yep. all flirtatious and whatnot. And uh, Akari essentially, like, swindles. Uh, Isa into being the one to treat the group instead of Ray. Um, we we also see a little bit of Akari finding Ray, and as we will learn, essentially what happened is Akari, the the motherly sister, uh, she found Ray and he was fucked up, and she took him in, uh, just as she does like stray animals and stuff, and took care of him, and now he just has an open invitation there. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so uh. Uh, yeah, so Issa ends up paying for the group. Cool. Uh, then we get into a little grocery shopping bit, uh, which is he, he needs to go grocery shopping, and he finds the sisters grocery shopping. Uh, they guilt trip him into eating better, uh, and there's a very weird memory where when, when Akari like, brought him in after like Issa was... It's implied he was forced to get drunk by some upper, upperclassmen, right? Mm -hmm. And he's struggling to puke. And so she decides to help him puke uh, by just, you know, sticking her whole finger down his throat. Uh, which, friendship. Uh, <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, my man. We also see that uh, essentially what happened to Ray's parents and, and also his sister. Uh, they were in a car crash, so that's nice and fucked up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice, big, good old trauma. Real trauma this time. <laughs> I, I, dude, the trauma is so much better handled. Jesus Christ. Uh, especially because it, as we will see in episode three going into it, uh, they allow trauma to be handled different ways rather than your line April, which had a very prescriptivist, 
you need to handle trauma this way or else. And it's like, ah, mm, I don't know, man. Like, it's not to say there aren't worse ways of handling it and better ways, but it is a case-by-case -case basis still, and, and so there's not one panacea catch-all solution for that. Uh, anyway, so episode three, we open up with, with a bit of a, a flashback of the first time that Rey and Harunobu face off. Uh, and they were both youngsters at that time, and there was a carnival, and it was very hot, right? And Harunobu was really struggling against the heat. And and Ray, even young Ray, was like, I'm gonna dominate this fool. Like, I'm gonna kick his ass. Uh, but in, in, like, this one scene, it shows that Harunobu, who in episode two was really just, like, comic relief and, like, look how overbearing he is. But here it's showing, like... Yo, but he's got fighting spirit, though. Like, he's yeah. getting fucked up by the heat. And as we'll learn, like, not only because he is large and being affected by the heat, but also because he, he has a chronic illness. Uh, so he's he's struggling against the heat, but he, he's not just fighting to survive. He is trying to find any way that he can win. And Ray still beat him. But uh, not, nonetheless, uh, it, it just shows the tenacity of Harunobu, which is just a really good moment. Like, in... Harunoba has really just been involved with two scenes thus far. One where it's like, wow, what a creepy, overbearing, chubby fuck. And then just this other scene where it's like, look how he did as a kid. And already he's wildly sympathetic now. Yeah. That's how you... Look, you don't need to have... this. No, let me summarize. This is why... <laughs> I have so many thoughts, but this is why when I've watched a character for five episodes... Right? And it's been all about them, and I still do not care about them at all, don't know about them at all. They're still just as bland. It's because you can tell stories better. Look at Harunobu, who in two scenes becomes a wildly sympathetic character, with the second one pulling a full 180 to their first impression. Like, that's all it takes, y'all. Stories can be done properly. You don't need to spend multiple hours wondering if you'll ever give a shit. Uh... So, uh, after that flashback, we see that Harunobu is going to be Rei's, uh, competitor, uh, for today as well. And once again, the heat is starting to, to pick up. Uh, Rei asks about the AC, uh, for a person, um, so, sort of officiating, and they go and check, uh, seeing that Harunobu is once again getting sort of fucked up. Uh, but Harunobu, he's gotten better. He even has some moves that surprise Rei. Uh, and, and Rei's like, shit, their game actually goes on the longest out of anybody uh, anybody in the sh sort of shogu house, right? Shogi house. Uh, shogu and, house. Hey, man. <laughs> That's my new tech pop band. <laughs> so, it, it's a very, uh, close, well-fought game where Harunobu, he's improved, he's been working on it, but Ray does still end up winning. Uh, uh, the butler returns early from their, uh, 80-day, uh, trip. They just did 10 days and came back with a little souvenir, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and they, they take Harunobu, and this is where we learn they're going to the hospital because Harunobu's pretty fucked up. He has some kidney problems, right? Uh, which, once again, just adding to that sympathy factor. Uh, the Harunobu, solid fucking character! Uh, meanwhile, Ray he goes to Akari's because he promised her he would. Um, there's a sort of, like, festival thing going on, uh, Odon, where, mm -hmm. uh, it, from what I gathered, it's vaguely reminiscent of, like, a Day of the Dead style thing yes where it's you you welcome the spirits of of your loved ones in and and then send them off afterwards yeah uh 
Basically, yeah. That's that's a good way of thinking of it. Something like that. <laughs> yes. It's in that ballpark. Uh, and so he has that because the, the sisters, their parents have died. And Ray doesn't quite know what's up with that, but he doesn't ask because it, he knows that it's relatively recent. Um, Hina eventually is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. And she's the middle child. She's like, oh, I got to, you know, just go to the convenience store or something. So she goes. And Ray follows her, and she actually goes to the harbor where she's, like, crying out for her mother, uh, very fucked up. And, uh, and Ray, he comforts her, and then they both just, like, look out, and, and there's a recognition that Ray and Hina are handling their trauma wildly differently. Where Ray, uh, is, has, has largely, like, bottled up or shut off his emotions to try and cope, tried to, to set it aside, uh, Hina is exploding with emotion, right? Uh, and, and yeah, just trauma's handled wildly differently. Oh, I will note also, it, around this time, I noticed that the show, I, I solidly like the show at this point, but it has a couple of flaws. And they're not terrible, but they do affect the experience. Uh, and the flaws aren't even anything super noticeable, at least overtly, because it's, it's subtle. And it's that the flow and the pacing are off overall. Um, it, it, it doesn't feel like there's a solid flow. Uh, sometimes it feels a little jittery at times. And and it's difficult to exactly describe uh, without ha- without having watched it before. So for those who haven't. Uh, but yeah, it just felt like sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit askew. And it's not terrible by any means. Uh, but it's probably the most prominent example where your Lion April would beat uh, March Comes In Like a Lion is in that flow. Where it always had a consistent flow and it always was moving forward in a very interesting way. Uh, and it's, it's probably just because, you know, shaft, but yeah, no, that's, this, the, that's the exact one, reason. <laughs> yeah. It, it keeps it, it. It's hard to find your grounding in this show. Right. Uh, and that is a consistent theme and that does somewhat detract from the viewing experience at times. Not terribly. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, I, but I'll it's worth noting. The more you watch like, uh, fancy art house shaft stuff and notice the this common trend uh the quicker you get used to it it just <laughs> yeah. it, it's a jittery slow pace that uh can be a bit jarring if you're not used to it yeah uh, and it's also like wildly difficult to describe unfortunately exactly exactly but once you consume enough of it it's like okay yeah this isn't what i'm normally used to but i'm okay with it is the way it usually goes for most people yeah, so episode four, uh, Hina, she needs, uh, and you also, like, I talk a lot about Akari, talk a lot about Hina. I don't talk a lot about Momo, because she's, like, five. Uh, yeah, she doesn't she, understand trauma. <laughs> she's not super relevant to the story at any point yet, but she is fantastic. She is an amazing character. Everything she does is adorable. Uh, they have perfectly captured adorable little girl with, with Momo. Uh, and so, uh, episode four opens with, uh, Hina, she needs a cute lunch to give to her crush. Uh, and it needs to be fantastic. And there's a bit of an argument where Akari, the older sister is, is like, yeah, maybe you're going a little bit too ambitious and maybe like stick to what, you know, make it a little bit cute and it'll be good enough. Uh, but, uh, Hina's like, no, I want to go all out and I want to get the expensive ingredients. Um, and, and so... Hina goes for it, and she fucks it all up. <laughs> she, yeah. she fucks it all up majorly, but she makes some kind of finished product, 
And as Ray, uh, Ray happens to be walking past Hina's middle school while the baseball game is being played uh, with, uh, with Hina's there watching the boy she likes. And unfortunately, he watches as uh, af after the game is finished, uh, everyone just in, in the party camaraderie of it all uh, ends up going off doing their own thing. And she's not able, Hina's not able to deliver uh, the, the lunchbox she worked so hard on. Uh, which, which is a nice sad moment. Also, like, horribly relatable. Because I feel like we've all had those moments when we were young where we were like, I am going to go all out for this thing, right? And we have such a clear, fantastic image of how it's going to end up and the result and how people are going to respond. And we we put an obscene amount of effort into it. And then it happens and it just does not get the reaction we anticipated or it just doesn't work out the way we wanted to, Right. That is, like, such a vivid childhood experience that happened to me a ridiculous amount of times. Yeah. One, uh, day, I'll, one day I'll make my parents happy. <laughs> one day. One day. Uh, and, and Hina goes to throw it away, but she's stopped by Ray, and he's like, no, bring it back. And Hina's like, no, but Akari is going to be, like, mean and be like, I told you so, and it'll be embarrassing. But Akari, like, is actually super understanding. Is like, oh, yeah, no, that's how it went for me, too. That's fine. Uh... So they all have the food together, which is trash because Hina didn't taste test and didn't know what she was doing. Uh, uh, just fun moment overall. Uh, then the the next part of the episode, because it's a, every episode is split up into different chapters, um, mm -hmm. though with pretty good flow overall. It's not that they are completely separate from one another. Uh, it is chronological and usually one chapter will directly lead into the next. Uh, sometimes, like in this case, you get a bit of a break between the chapters, but uh, but overall, it, it, it's actually quite fluid in this regard. Yeah, they try to do about uh, two chapters of the uh, manga for every episode of the anime, give or take. Yep. So That's a, uh, that's this, a general flow of it, at least. Yep, this chapter opens up with uh, with, with good old Harunobu, uh, and he's challenging Rei some more just in some private games, and Harunobu uh, uh, wants things done in a very particular way. Eventually, they decide to go eat lunch together. As they're deciding what to eat, uh, they see Momo is scared and lost. Uh, but as she sees Harunobu, she thinks that he's uh, basically Totoro. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she thinks he's Totoro and goes and gives him a hug. And they comfort her and, and find the other sisters as well. And uh, the moment Akari sees Harunobu, uh, Akari... Who, who thus far is, like, presented as as just, like, wildly ladylike, super graceful. Everybody is into Akari. Uh, and Akari is super into Harunobu. Like, face immediately flushed. She's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because, as was alluded to, uh, Hina, Hina, in a previous episode, told Rei about Akari. Akari, she just takes things in from the street and makes them soft and fluffy. Whether it's a dog, a cat, and I'm sure one day you'll be soft and fluffy, too. Right, and so it was a nice little funny throwaway line. Uh, but Harunobu is soft and fluffy. And so she's, Hakari is like, fuck yeah, my dream man. Which is, um, I, I, I appreciate that they like leaned in hard in this way. And not even just for like a one-off joke, uh, but rather it's like, yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And it fits Akari's character very well. Uh, they all go to eat over at the sister's place where Akari mostly just focuses on Harunobu. Uh, but it he, he, is like, actually, can we have some, like, some bland and lean foods? 
And she's like, oh shit, he wants to take care of himself. And I suppose that's reasonable, but also I like him soft and fluffy. Uh, so she, she does as asked though, because she, she cares about his well-being more than his chub. Um, which, you know, hell yeah. Um, then the butler arrives because he has a GPS tracker on Harunobu. Uh, and he joins in as well. And they all, they all just have a lovely evening together. Uh, then we get to episode five. Episode five, we we explore more trauma, which is always going to be fun. Everybody loves a little bit of trauma exploration. Really yeah. lightens up the mood in this comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, wow, how wholesome. Uh, and now for the trauma. Yep. Uh, we get a nice little flashback to young Ray beating his dad's friend um, in, in Shogi. And how he's so much like his dad. Uh, then, in the present, he's asked to, to pick Momo up from kindergarten. He does, and it's adorable, and she sings a little cat song, and then she ends up getting chased by a dog at one point, because someone let go of the leash on their dog, and she falls, and she cries, and the dog the dog didn't want to hurt her. Like, we see the dog's internal monologue. It just wants to play. But also, you know, if you're in public, keep keep your dogs on leashes. Yeah. Uh, get, them a, get them a proper harness, not just a leash uh, yes, on a collar. Yes. Like, yes. a proper harness will let you control the dog better, and it won't choke out the dog when it gets a little too frisky. Yeah, and most times, like, leashes, not just, you can be like, oh, but my dog's, like, not dangerous at all. And, like, that might be true, but also for their safety. Uh, for example, if you have a, a dangerous dog that's leashed, right, and the, the owner can take control, but your dog, it's friendly, but it's just very curious, right? And it could get in dangerous dog's face, and problems can arise. Basically, just, you know... Be very mindful. Be very aware uh, and take care of, of your pets. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we, we see that some more about some more backstory about uh, Ray's dead family and how his aunt and grandpa wouldn't take him in. So eventually he was taken in by a, a shogi dad um, who only cared about shogi, taught his other children uh, shogi, um, Ayamu and Kyoko. And, uh, and they were just wildly strict. At one point, uh, Kyoko, who's the uh, older sister uh, to to Ray in this context, uh, she lost and hit Ray, and so she was punished by just being left outside for the night. Um, which then, which is fucked up. But then she apparently breaks into Ray's room and beats on him some more. And we also we see a certain flashback that is ambiguous, but seems to imply that. Ray might have been sexually assaulted by his older sister? There is uh, definitely that undertone, as you might say. Yeah, so the, the show definitely alludes to a lot of... It shows a lot of abuse and alludes to even more. Uh, we see that the little brother, Ayumi, uh, or Ayumu, Ayumu, there we go, fuck. Uh, mm. Ayumu, uh, he had a breakdown and quit Shogi. Uh, Kyoko was forced to quit because she could never beat Ray. Um, so therefore all of the pressure was placed on, uh, on Ray. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, that's generally the, the crux of the episode. Just, uh, Ray's real rough and unhealthy upbringing. There we go. That's episode five, the trauma episode. Yeah. Well, a trauma episode. There's still a, a lot yeah, of Yeah, I'm sure left. there'll be plenty more. <laughs> there'll be plenty more where that came from. Uh, I, I love some cute cats and trauma in my anime. <laughs> there we go. Which, I mean, to be fair, we, we've had one that tried to have cute cats and trauma, but then didn't work. Um, we also had one that tried to have talented main characters in trauma, and that didn't work. 
Uh, but this one has all of it, and it works quite well. Uh, it doesn't, I will say, if you're in Your Lie in April for, like, the melodrama, this show doesn't really have that. Um, it, it has a much more grounded, down-to-earth, and human approach to things. Um, it's much more realistic and chill, which doesn't mean that it won't have, like, intense emotions by any means, right? Uh, just that if you want the schoolyard drama, it, you're not going to get nearly as much of it here, which I would say is a good thing. Instead, <laughs> you're just going to get uh, very dark uh, undertones and, like, possible traumas that they don't blatantly say uh, at this point in the show anyway. And that might make you go think to yourself, um, excuse me, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it, this show <laughs> is, is a much more mature show. While at the same time, uh, March Comes In Like a Lion is also, uh, it has a lot of, of silly and fun moments, which you'll recall when we watched the, My Roommate is Cat or whatever the fuck. Uh, it tried to also have that balance and it didn't work at all well because the traumatic moments weren't great and the comedy moments weren't great. But here, both moments, both types of moments have weight to them and they feel valuable and uplifting and they're fun when it's it's the comedy silly and it's, it's heart-wrenching when it's the traumatic, right? Uh, largely, this show, while certainly not perfect, and I, like, for example... It fundamentally does not have the polish that Your Lie in April does, um, which I think is fine because it's got the fundamentals and the the big picture stuff a lot better, a lot better. Way better characters, way better, like, interactions and relationships, for instance, right? All the characters interacting with each other at any time feel very natural and interesting and engaging for me. Yeah, uh, and I will say that... Uh... Your Lie in April is geared towards younger audiences, which is not an excuse, I will say. Uh, but uh, uh, March Comes In Like a Lion is actually a, a seinen manga. Uh, and if you'll recall, that just means it's geared towards older audiences, you know, yeah. adults and the like. Uh, even though it is, in fact, about uh, young people dealing with trauma. So, really, I suppose the question, uh, Rem, is... Was I correct in predicting uh, that in only five episodes you would have found this... Uh, in a whole show entirely superior to Your Lie in April? Oh, easily. Easily. Like, it, I, I think that maybe Your your Lie in April, like, in its ideal form, which is more or less, like, what I want it to be and what it showed in moments it could be but then never was. Like, in that sense, Your, your Lie in April's potential, I think, is greater than where March comes in like a lion. Uh, but it wasted that potential. So, yeah, no, easy... Easy choice. Fantastic. Because, <clears throat> yeah, Rem, I mean, after four years, I wanted to show you something worthwhile and good in a lot of ways. And whether or not the whole show stays that way to the very end, you know, it's hard for you to say because you haven't seen much more. But I feel like just these five episodes alone speak volumes uh, as to the quality of this show. Yeah. Uh, well, with that in mind, do you have any guesses on the mal score of uh, Sangatsu no Lion? Um, I think... It will be lower than your line April. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it has generally less popular appeal because it's less, like, in your face and less overdramatic, um, which, which makes things catch on easier. Uh, but right. I think it, it'll, it should be at least, like, I think it'll be around 8.1. 8.1. Uh, you're not too far off, actually. Uh, so, as you might have guessed, uh, Sangatsu no Lion doesn't have quite as much uh, popularity as your line April. 
Uh, your line April, I believe, was in like the top like 50 or 60 on, on Mal and had an obscenely high score because of it and an incredible amount of people reviewing it. Uh, Marsh Comes In Like a Lion only has about uh, 230,000 reviews on it. Mm. Uh, but the vast majority of them are glowing, and uh, Sangatsu no Lion is sitting nice and pretty at an 8.4. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. Yeah, so it's not too far behind uh, Your Lion April in terms of score, and I would say uh, it could honestly be a little bit higher, but then again, this is the type of show that is a bit of a slow burn that not everybody's going to immediately fall in love with unless they're really looking for the little human details. By, by like, weeb concerns and, and weeb... Ratings, I think it should be higher, but for me, I'd probably put it at like an eight out of ten thus far, which, which is, is good. It's that's very really good, good for you, Rem. Like, like it's a very like, good rating. Yeah, for only seeing five episodes of what is essentially like a forty-episode series, like yeah, no, that's pretty good, my guy. <laughs> yeah, like it makes me happy to hear you good, and I feel happy that for our fourth anniversary, I was able to give you yet another lovely thing, so I could trick you into doing this for longer. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man! Well, so the we'll final see question. how long that continues. Well, uh, <laughs> oh hey, listen here, bud. Listen here, we we have responsibilities now. I, I've are... said it before. We all know, like even the listeners. We we none of us know when the podcast is going to end, but we all know how it's going to end. <laughs> we all know that just eventually, I am going to be so sick of this bullshit that I'm I'm gonna opt out. Like we all know that's the inevitable end. It's just a matter of when. And right now, it's nowhere in the near future, uh, which is good. Uh, but we all know that is like the only, the only way this ends. I don't know, man. I feel like the other way this ends is when we're grisly murdered by other people. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like it'd be a bit hard to do a podcast if we've been, you know, executed by weebs. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with that in mind, I suppose the final question I have to ask you for for uh, for the fourth year in a row, Rem, is there any chance you'd like to watch a bit more March Comes In Like a Lion with me? Oh uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be be interested in doing so. Fantastic, and then maybe we'll do a revisit sometime soon. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciated it. If you enjoyed spending four years worth of content creation with myself and Remington, then you should head on over to uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us. We read every single one, and it it does it does wonders for us, guys. You you have no idea. Algorithms are a pain, and we do love. Uh, we do what we can to make them happy. Uh, you, but you, know, I, you know, what's what's crazy, Sean? What's crazy, Ryan? Uh, so Apple Podcasts, we have uh, a few hundred, which is nice. Uh, yeah. we, uh, but we're, we're larger on Spotify, mm-hmm. and we have uh, over one and a half thousand reviews on Spotify. Let's see if we can bump that up to 2,000. If we can get up to 2,000 reviews. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I... I... Okay, I, I do say we read every single one, but I had not paid attention to the... Well, I guess to, ratings. Ratings on Spotify. Ratings, okay. I was about to say, yeah. like... Because uh, I don't know if everybody's uh, written a full review, because I think Spotify only recently added a review system. I don't know. If, I don't even know if it has a review system. I know it has a rating system, but it's all the same. It's all the it's same. It's all the same. We, we love it. We love it. It makes Give us, us happy. Give us stars. <laughs> yeah, we... We we are basic, and we love stars. We are Americans, goddammit. We need more stars. Uh, but with that, uh, if you'd like to support us even more directly, you can head over on to 
twitch.tv slash anime out of context, where primarily myself, but also Remington and Dylan, uh, play video games, chat, do the usual thing live. And if you'd like to support us even more directly than that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash anime out of context, where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast. So Remington, who are we thanking this week? Well, of course, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we go to our yandere waifus, who are doing some type of vague and undisclosed trauma unto us that we will repress for years to come. And on that list, we have Alex, Xanax, Yontosaurus Rex, Yandere and Echo, Yahir, Yshon, Yshon, why are there six pedals for only four directions? Shawnee Rollins. Uh, who else is sick of snowstorms messing with getting to work? Uh, what do you... Not not us. We, like, just barely got our first snowstorm of all of winter. Uh, what do you call uh, a tire? That is, that is not true. We've had a couple snowstorms this year. Uh, maybe... I I you guess maybe I'm... Brent, you don't go outside. I can see outside. You rarely do, though, my guy. <laughs> I, ex- I I have windows. I'm not I'm not stuck in the basement like Dylan. Uh, where, where, <laughs> it, it, stuck in the cage. Uh, what do, what do you call a tired anime girl? A yandere. Walk me home gently. Wacky hypotheticals. Hell yeah. Vaney Jordan. Yuliana. Totally God. The Dawn. The Susanator. The nutty musician. Biosynthetically dream because b- birthday conjecturally cough out of straight record. Ritzy three buffer. Uh, that film guy, that kind of violence cannot be tolerated, says Miska, issuing a warning. Sorry it took me so long to fix my name, ADHD and all that jazz, silent secondary, shoujo addict, don't send help, send me more romance tropes because my husband isn't a romantic, is the title of my light novel. Uh, Sean, what did you think of the Entertainment District arc? Yeah, uh, Sean. I, I know exactly what they're talking about, and I thought it was quite entertaining. Sean, if you made a D&D half-long, <laughs> half-long monk, with divination, would you name them Joseph Hirose, <laughs> uh, Sarah Birch, Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Rhiannon Williams, Remington Merrill, Remington has bottom energy, ready to be isekai, only God can judge them, it's up to me to send them to him, Irish wristwatch, no waifu, no waifu, Navi, Mr. Marshmallow Man, Mike the Mutilator, Matthew Drum says Sean's a bitch, Matt O2 Max, Lukey O, Luke Offenberger, Lonely Geek 23, Kazu Morocco, Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Jax, Jam Hands, I'm out of goofs. Make your own jar joke. Uh, Ichigo Sim 015. I won't stop until Sean is in Big Bird's cloaca on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck, fuck. I want Rev to ruin DITF for me. I Rev to enjoy my lolly girls. I keep a figurine of Rem in a mason jar for the exact reason you think. Oh, I have the power. God. I could be the hero. I could be the villain. It doesn't really matter. I can make this idiot say anything. I guess you're on keter duty. I do not dream of Sean in a bunny suit senpai. Uh, I cut VTubers from my life entirely and escaped the rabbit hole. Good for you. I hot. you thought this was another Green Day repeat, but it was me, Dio. Hunter Davies, Hunger Bunger. Hey, you, slop on my knob like corn on the cob. Dang to me head like a rem in bed. Do a moan. Uh, hey, Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box. Help, I'm stuck in a Jeep with a high Irish man. Happy anniversary, Sean, Rem, and Dylan. Hopefully you will review more anime that have white sword sets in the coming year. Cheers. Uh, Glenn Michael Dolan, fuck of love, Fox and Boy. First we had Lena Sweetness, then Biggest Diggus, and now we have Present Deletus Fetus, brought to you by Gugus Gagas. Uh, Ferdinand the Bull, Farmer Weeb can't wait for the anime out of context NTR special. Uh, Fantide, Fallen Ghoul, Extreme Cobra, Epigamy, Dr. Zorganite, Datatype, Darkstorm 713, Dante Soriano, Creed 13, Shy 900, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Brockhart for Geodudes, Bonjour, mademoiselle, je porte des lunettes de soleil, je vous make venga, merci beaucoup, j'ai, euh, oui, oui, baguette, bassou. 
Uh, be like Harriet, don't fuck your sister unless it's your redheaded best friend's sister. Bara, audio glitch. Attack on Titan is overrated and Daddy Dylan is my waifu. Uh, as your best friend, I know what your one docky is and it is of Rachnera Arachnera. Rachnera Arachnera? Rachnera, yeah, it's the, it's the spider monster girl from a Monster Musume that haunts my nightmares. Oh, oh God. Uh, Ariel yeah. Bird, Andrew Rauge, Elise Howard, AJ Honey, Adam McLaughlin, a, it's not a VTuber reference, it's a Senzawa reference. Fantastic, there's our Yandere waifus. Now we move on to the boy wizards across the pond. But th th this week, they're not going to Hogwarts, Sean. Oh no, they are going to a random school that has a lion mascot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm going to know, some of these are universities, others are straight up middle schools. So there's a bride, broad array, but this is this is your dream school, baby, and it has a lion for it. So there you go. Yep. And there's there's the, that's that's the what they're assuming, uh, uh, insinuating I have, and I can tell you that's far from the truth. <laughs> oh, I should get him one. Oh uh, God. <laughs> All right, so uh, we start with, what is love, a vow, a band of gold, an ephemeral state of mind, or an action, perhaps a gift only truly received when reciprocated? You get Oak Avenue Intermediate School. That's it. That's us. Uh, warning, we still remember the barrel. Speaking of barrel, you're getting Payne College. <laughs> Tony the Great, you're getting Columbia University. You know, let, let's do some universities. Uh, uh, Stick Meat, you get Pennsylvania State University. Uh, Silk Inspector, you get Loyola Marymount University. Um, I, I think that's a Catholic school, which, <laughs> you know, congrats. Uh, Pocket Gamer 513, you get Georgian Court University. Uh, PL Mayor, you're going to get the College of New Jersey. Odinafish, you're getting Lincoln University. Nyan Pasunyan 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 Pasunyan. You're getting... Uh, University of Sydney, M.T. the Poet, you are going to get the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Uh, <laughs> then Momo the Griff, you get University of North Alabama. Uh, Mike Watson Overlord Review, you get Albright College. Uh, Miguel Delion, you are going to get, uh, Westlake High School. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid, says just call me Shikamura, Shikamaru because I want to stick to you like a shadow. You are getting Lemon Grove Middle School. <laughs> Insert embarrassing Sean fact here. When Sean was in second grade, he was in dire need of the little boy's room, but all of the stalls were out of order. So, naturally, he did what any of us would do. He took his shoe off, removed his sock, squatted down, and used his little white tube sock as a porta john. When it came time to dispose of the evidence, he just threw it over a stall and walked away. When his crimes were discovered the next day, the administration went to every class and made the students prove that they were wearing both of their socks. To this very day, the shit sock slingshot remains free. Ooh, how embarrassing. Uh, you get Leo Jr. slash senior high school. I appreciate you not actually sticking an embarrassing Sean fact in there. Hey, that's not up to me. Who knows what Dylan will do. Uh... Oh, no, Dylan, please. <laughs> I bought my eldritch daddy a penguin mask. He wants me to call him King Penguin instead of daddy. Now I can't walk straight, all. Uh, you are going to get Leslie Middle School. Uh, I am the president of Dracula United, not Remington. Uh, oh, okay, I, the, uh, another coup. 
Uh, you're getting Concord University. Uh, Hinata's a ball of sunshine. You get Dowling College. Hey, kids, throws Biscuit into Abyss. Fetch. You're getting Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, then we get Harrison, who's going to the National University of San Marcos. Fisherman from Norway, you're getting North Central Texas College. Um, probably, probably in Norway, you know? Um, no reason to believe otherwise. Uh, Beethoven 1201, a.k.a. Kohei Azubi, you're getting, uh, oh, you're getting Finlandia University. Uh, All Father's Curse Fact of the Week, there are over 200 corpses on Mount Everest, and they're used as waypoints for climbers. Hell yeah. Uh, you That's are getting, uh... John Tyler High School. Aaron Hegland, you're getting Salem High School. Aidetsu, Madoof, Bob, Big One Oof, Lord Brock Doof of Dulu, I'm skipping a week. You're getting the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. Two section, I have to show you my rule 34 of UE. It's my favorite of my many folders. Last but not least, you are getting Ponce High School. Uh, so there we go. But of course, we're not over now because we're going all the way to uh, the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where this week, I am going to provide everyone with a, a best friend that is a lion. And then Sean, after all of them, will give a lion roar that he thinks is fitting for this character. Oh, uh, okay. Hell yeah. Uh, so we start I with... I don't understand, but I'll try oh, my best. Oh, that's an anti-tank rifle. Oh, fuck. That's an anti-tank rifle. Uh, you are... <laughs> You are getting Frasier the Sensuous Lion? <laughs> so, Sean, Sean, could, could we hear the, the roar of Frasier the Sensuous Lion? I hear the blues are calling. Oh, fuck. Pretty solid, pretty solid. Magic Ice Ball. You are going to get... Uh, Lion-O from the Thundercats as your best friend. Uh, th this one's easy. Ho! There we go. Perfect, perfect. It will only be a select number of episodes before the darkest day. I wonder what torture option Rem will decide for Sean, hee hee hee. Uh, you are going to be given, um, you're, you are getting the Cowardly Lion from Wizard of Oz as your best friend. Uh, another easy one. <laughs> I'll be honest, Sean, you're, you're doing, like, unironically pretty decent. I mean, it helps that you're giving me, like, characters that I recognize. Well, I'm trying part. to I'm trying to give them, like, famous friends, you know, who can people up. Yeah, no, like, Fraser the Lion is the one that really threw me off. I'll tell <laughs> you that right The sensuous lion, thank the you The sensuous much. lion, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, my dear old mom, uh, you are going to get Richard the Lionhearted, specifically from the animated Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Um, not guilty. There you go. Because, you know, he said he, that, that's all he did was he just came in at the end of the movie. He's like, oh, yeah, this dude, not guilty. I know he didn't talk like this, but that's what I like to picture, you know? I, I just liked that it became Nixon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not guilty. And last but not least, going above and beyond, we have Dylan Hayden. And your best friend, uh, Mr. Hayden, is going to be How Obscure Do I Want to Go? Oh, God, please. Really the question? Uh, well, the real question is just like, what the fuck do I want to... All right, you know, I, I have it. Um, it we'll, we'll, we'll do... Uh, I, I, this is one I can do a very good impression of. Aslan from Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, but you want me to do it? 
Well, yeah, you you do it, and then I'll do a better version. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, point of reference: I've only read the books. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Even better. Even better. And I that was when I was like eight or nine. Love it. Love so, it. So, uh, rhyme Jesus. There you go. <laughs> All right, my, mine mine was gonna be. Hey, I'm dying for your sins over here. <laughs> I'm glad that we went to the same place, essentially. We just took oh, different yeah. paths. We oh, just yeah. took... <laughs> I'm a thin that. allegory for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, but I'm also a lion. Gow! If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very much. And as always... I don't fuck your sister. A massive shaft, you say? Massive shaft. Massive penis. Even in just the past four years, I'm sure I consumed at least four times as much shaft as you have. And already, I would say that I have consumed far too much penis. Penis!